All right, good. Woo, we're on. We are live. Hey. Thomas Lee. Connor. Welcome back, sir. Yes. It, well, first time in this studio. Yep. Very nice, by the way. Thank you. Like, it's Appreciate beautiful. It. We were just talking about your love of stags. Stag here, stag here, stag here. Yeah, and we need to get into your clothing <laughs> yeah. because you're fully represent. Oh, uh, yes. I've, I am on my way to work also, so I, I'm kind of ready for work. But yes, also representing my brand and the brand that is... Uh, titanium Strength titanium, Gym. So Titanium Strength Gym is where I work. Yep. Titanium Clothing is the okay. separate brand. So we're separate now. Separate. Separate I love business. It. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I have a love for stags. There's one there. There's one there. There's one there. Yeah. There's one there. Yeah. Listeners at home can't see this necessarily. It's not, <laughs> they're not all on the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might look a bit strange if it was. Yeah. But well, it's, no, I like it. I like it. And I think... We've podcasted a few times, haven't we? We have. Over the over them years. Over the years, yeah. Over them years. Over and the so, years. like, I think, I was thinking back, actually, to the first couple we did mm -hmm. in my kitchen with yep. terrible lighting. And... Did we film those We ones? We had it on a, an old school actual video camera. Did we? And it was on, yeah. And we had wow. to then put it onto the computer and do, and it took hours and yeah. hours. And I think we talked about nutrition and fitness in mm. those. But yeah, so we did one in a cafe. Did one in the cafe? Yeah. Remember? Yes. What did we talk about then? Can't remember. <laughs> it's, it's memorable. On, it's on YouTube. So. I just it's there. It's somewhere. on YouTube. Yeah. It's in the UFO, Yeah. Yeah. So happy to be here. It's exciting. Welcome back, sir. I was saying also, I'm I'm like I am a listener of this podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I enjoy listening to them, um, and it's it's nice because it's familiar voices, but also topics that I'm interested in. So. Yeah, because I'm going through a series of interviewing different personal trainers or fitness professionals on mm. what they think it takes to be great and successful in whatever ways you want to take that, whether it's in a business sense or in a actually helping the people sort of sense, in actually yeah. doing the job well yeah. sort of thing. And every personal trainer that I've interviewed so, so far, you know them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because I'm going around my good personal trainer <laughs> friends first yeah. before branching out into... Absolutely. Other people, for sure. And I think that's that's a good thing, isn't it? Because it's nice to be able to say that you've got friends mm -hmm. who are not just friends, but legitimately good at what they do. Yeah, some I would definitely say are the best, are some of the best in the entire world. And I would, I would put them up against yeah. anybody else and say that people are obviously different. No mm. two personal trainers are the same. Mm. People we work differently and have different maybe principles and methods, etc. But so different... Yeah. But equally good. Very good. I would say. You know, absolutely. And um, it's, it is strange, isn't it, that me, Dave and Will all started at exactly the same time at the gym. What Pretty you, much. What do you mean at the same time? What do you mean? So in the gym group where we met. Calum Island, yeah. Calum Island. We li like I was, me and Dave were interviewed at the same time, like sort of in the same interview process. Okay. So we said, that, oh, we've got this guy and this guy. They were only thinking about taking one, but they took us both on. So, win a winner for them. Had you ever done any personal training before at that point, or were you just fresh in? That was my first <coughs> first go in the industry. Yeah, Dave came from Virgin Active, didn't he? He did, yeah, he came across. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, he had a bit more experience than me, but I wowed them with my charm and happy smile, <laughs> which let, let them, they let me through the door. So, that was my first personal training job. You are extremely personal, personable. Sorry, mm. that's got a lot of syllables in that word. <laughs> you are extremely personable, and you're a nice person as well. That's... In my opinion, why, well, it's not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons that makes you a good coach, mm. is you're, 
you're actually a nice person and caring and in it for the right reasons. And for me personally, I feel like that sorts out about 80% of all of it. <laughs> yeah, you probably Literally, right. you know, like the actual yeah. training and nutrition knowledge you need to help people is yeah. small. Yeah. It's all, you only need a little bit of knowledge. You need to know a bit about exercise, a bit about calories, yeah. a bit about health, a bit about weight management, so, but only a, literally a bit. Yeah. You know, it's not comp I'm not saying it's easy stuff to do, but it's simple. Yes. So like get a, get a, a baseline grasp and understanding of yeah isn't it yeah but then putting that into practice and it's it's called personal training <laughs> it's about being a person working yeah. with people in a personal way yeah isn't it so i feel like that is an excellent thing that's on your side well i think you know you're right and, and like well i think we've, we've had discussions before haven't we about how actually the this the processes of certain things like exercise nutrition so on are simple mm-hmm but the application of those processes mm. or principles, that's actually where it gets a bit more complicated. Yeah, I always say it's simple, but not easy. Yeah, perfect. That's a better way of saying that. I just said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, because I came into the industry just not knowing very much at all. Mm. And so the first two years, I'd said to myself, listen, just two years, learn. Yeah. Just watch other personal trainers, speak to the managers of the gym, learn as mm. much as possible because it's a big industry. So there's many directions that you can then sort of lean your learning towards as Correct, you progress yeah. as a trainer. Yeah. And so for me, the first two years at the gym group were, I mean, I fell on my feet in terms of being around people like yourself, like Leon, uh, who you've just had in podcast, will come live at some point. Yeah. Um, It'll be live by the time this one's live. Ah, sweet. There you go. Um, and then obviously young Will at the time, mm-hmm. fresh-eyed, but excited, yeah. yeah, and also got that desire to learn. So being around people who also have that desire and mm. passion to learn, mm. it spurs you on. Mm. And then obviously Dave, so, you know, he's he already came with knowledge. So, you know, we could talk to Dave and learn things from him. Um, but his social game picked up massively as well, didn't it, in terms of like how he developed his own personal way of doing training and getting clients. I guess so, um, yeah. You know, so it was nice to see him develop at the same time as us, me developing in other ways. Mm-hmm. So it was a good little crew, really, to kind of get us all into the industry. Yeah. And now we're all at different places, but... Still doing the same things still, doing still moving it. forward. Exactly, which is rare. It's very rare. that The turnover in mm. the health and fitness industry is crazy, mm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think the average time a personal trainer lasts is like six months to a year. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, and... I worked in Nuffield Health as well for a good stint, which was a good job. Um, as their head personal trainer, weren't you? Senior personal trainers. It's like a... Okay. I don't even know. Yeah, no one really knows. <laughs> you basically do an extra qualification and then you get paid more than everyone else. So. Sounds fair. <laughs> okay, then. Um, but yeah, I, the number of people coming in and going out is is a lot. Yeah. And it's exhausting. Uh, in what way? Just for, I think, for the business. Okay. So so this is this is... I guess we can get on to talk about this, but one of the things I'm excited about in the future of this business is being able to actually shape the industry, not just take part in it and see its faults yes. and be frustrated, yes. but actually do something about it. Yes. Uh, so that I'm excited by that. Um, I've said this to Will, you know. Mm. You ever, have you ever spoken to Will about the quote-unquote fitness industry? Because mm-hmm. he gets really annoyed yeah. about, about all just the bullshit and just all the fakery and everybody who just sucks and just isn't helping people. Yeah. And he, get, he gets quite upset about it and I've told him to stop. You just, <laughs> just have to not think about everybody else's bullshit <laughs> and you just have to do better and do it just do, do you, it yourself. Do you, that's yeah, it. Yeah, you just, you just go forward and do your thing. So I agree. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's um, and there's no reason for us not to. Like you say, I think we, you know, if you've got ambition and passion for your job, mm. the the goal is to keep pushing forward in it and and seeing what you can do to help you. Because, like you said, it all stems, doesn't it, from a mostly from a, a position of wanting to help people and doing that in a way that you're also interested in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know, some people help people in different ways through different jobs. Yeah. Our way of helping people is is initially through the fitness industry, personal mm-hmm. training, and then obviously yourself. That's evolved into nutrition coaching mm-hmm. and having your online stuff, which has also been amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. And so again, being being around people like you, you kind of get that little entrepreneurial buzz and excitement <laughs> of, well, Connor can do it. I can I can do it as well, but in mm-hmm. a different way. So yeah, I think, and then I've, I've said to people quite a few times, you know, stuff like you're doing with the uh, Slim Society is the way that we want to be helping people with weight loss problems. So we've had discussions haven't we, in the past about how the NHS is a little bit handcuffed in terms of how they can help people in terms of time and resources. Yeah, sure. Um, and you look at what you're doing, which is affordable because it's a, it's a good good cost that mm-hmm. you can sign up to it mm-hmm. and it works. Mm-hmm. Like the, I've sent my friends to you. So this is the thing is that it's not just, you know, I try and help everyone and keep them close to me. It's like, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. Connor knows more about this. He's going to be able to help this person more than I can. Go to Connor. And, you know, and so I've, I've sent a few friends to you over the years. Yeah. You've had really good results, amazing results. Yeah, good. And I do that as well. Like if people come mm-hmm. to me for like strength training or even like personal training, I don't really do much of that anymore these mm-hmm. days. So I, I refer to other people, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see how things evolve, I guess. It, it is. It is. It's fascinating. And here we sit in a lovely podcast studio with wonderful chairs. Yep. Yeah. Um, with oh, lots, to, lots to talk about. <laughs> yeah, because I've not seen you for a while. Yeah. I saw you in between one of the lockdowns. Yep. Um, we had a little train at your gym, Titanium Strength, didn't we? Did. We? we did. Um, but then everything got shut down again. <laughs> yep. Didn't it? It's mm-hmm. been a crazy time, hasn't mm. it? It's been a crazy time. Yeah, it's been nuts. It's been and nuts. and this is this is literally just a studio, you know. Like if you if you see the clock on the wall, it, it's it's like it stopped working a long time ago. <laughs> That's not the time, and it won't be the time. No. It's not going to change. No. no. And I don't get up there to like move it. I just, like, Everyone's like, they always do the podcast exactly the same time. Well, how organized is Connor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just notice. Yeah, I don't read any of these books or those books. It's not real. <laughs> None of it's real. No, I like it though. It makes me feel nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and things have evolved for you as well, haven't you? So like like we were saying about the timeline is you you started working, you started learning, you were at the gym group for a while, then you went to Nuffield Health and mm. sort of ran a team of personal trainers there and helped develop them, which is really good. I think that's an excellent thing for you. Now you've moved to Titanium Strength, Strength Gym, yeah, haven't you? Titanium Strength, which is located in Sheffield, whereabouts exactly? So. It's just off City Road. Um, Fitzwalter Road is the road that it's on. Um, And you can come up past Norfolk Park, up Granville Road, turn left onto Fitzwalter Road, wiggle around, and you'll be in there. It's like a little industrial estate. And so the guy who started that gym is called Phil Roberts. Um, And he he started it from scratch. You know, just literally put all his time, all his energy into that. He used to be a policeman um, and a competitive strongman. Yeah. So he was he was doing that at the same time, and then put all his eggs in one basket, as it were. Started Titanium Strength Gym, uh, and yeah, he he obviously can tell his stories better than I can. But 
initially whenever you start a business like that it's very tough yeah and you just gotta gotta go for it so he was he put all of his money all his time into it and made something of it um and so i kind of came on board kind of maybe officially came on board in january mm-hmm. um and so left nuffield health and came over that me and phil have been friends for a long time yeah um and so my there's a couple of reasons for me coming on board the main reason is we're looking to do another gym and so titanium strength gym is kind of right at capacity now uh, in terms of what you're full with members yes good so we have That's a nice. high like gym usage so i think a lot of gyms good. count on sleeper members who that's true. Come every now and then. Commercial gym. More, I don't know if it, commercial gym is the right word. Chain gyms. Yep. That's a better word, isn't it? They do. Yeah, yeah. About half of the people that are signed up to chain gyms generally don't, don't ever go. Don't rock up, no. I do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I've paid membership at Exercise for Less. We've both done that, haven't we? For ages. Yeah, just so we could go and use one thing every now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. So that, you know, but at, at Titanium, it's it's the opposite. So pretty much everybody who's a member there comes um, because it's got that community feel to it and... It is a very friendly gym. Yeah. Especially for a strength training gym, which from the outside could look like, oh, it's a strongman mm. gym. Oh, it's only for like, I don't know, big scary people. But yeah. that's not the case. No. The people are nice. Um, the members are really nice. Mm. There's, you've got lots of ladies as well. Yep. I mean, you have lots of females who feel very comfortable yeah. in a very nice environment. It is a strength training gym. Don't yes. get me wrong. It is a, you have got bodybuilding and... You've got all the equipment, really. All strongman equipment, yeah, powerlifting, weightlifting. Yeah, you've got all the standard gym equipment that anybody would recognise normally yeah. or you'd expect in a, in a in a chain gym or like a, a standard commercial gym. But then you've also got all fancy and unusual yeah, yeah. equipment and strongman and yes. loads of different stuff going so on. So it is, it is specialist. It's definitely specialist. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the ethos is that family feel. We want to be a community together. And this is one of the around. reasons, like you said, why you're moving, aren't you? You're you're going to try and expand that. Absolutely. And... So yeah. what, what are the plans in this? Sort? So plans for the next thing are, so up on Manor Top, there's a old fire station. Yeah. And so we're going to be taking that on and refurbing it into a massive gym. Have all the plans and... Yeah, all know, planning agreements plan, being yeah, agreed. Oh, it's such a nightmare. Like, especially during COVID, yeah. trying to like get the council to mm-hmm. do anything has been interesting. But we, uh, <laughs> we, we, we have got all of our planning permissions. Right. Everything is ready. We are actually going to start work in September. Oh, so about six months. Yeah. So we will be. Might be this month by the time I yeah. get this podcast. <laughs> yeah. it's, oh it's next Lord, week. I'm, it's I'm got a backlog. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Your gym might be open. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that. We start the work on renovating that place. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, but renovating how? Like, it's a fire station now and you've got to make it's it into been a gym. Em- it's been empty for six years. How long is that going to take? A year. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm project managing that and working there. You've got major DIY skills. Major though. DIY skills. I'll give you props. You can you can <laughs> DIY things. You yeah. will do it yourself. I will do a lot myself. Um, <laughs> You'll do the damn thing. I'll be there all the time. You will. You yeah. love it, though, building things. Yeah. But also, I'll be continuing to do some personal training at Titanium. And Wait, do you have some clients at Titanium? I have some clients there. Oh, cool. And, and cool. also uh, some sports massage stuff. Um, you have that, sports I mean. massage stuff there as well, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, good. So yeah. you've got yeah. a lot, little, little bits of variation going yeah. on. That's nice. So I can earn a bit of pocket money while I'm working at the uh, the other place. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, that the goal is to build a gym that's for the community. And we we this is what I was saying to you earlier about how we want to kind of change the industry standard 
and actually we want to be one of the best gyms in the UK, full stop. And, uh, yeah, and we want to do that by that sure. having PTs that work for us. Do you know what the sorry? Do you know what the postcode of the new fire station will be? I just want to look at where it is on the it, maps. It doesn't. It's S twelve, but if you put Pit Lane Post Office, yep, it's basically that's where it is. It's the easiest to find on Google Maps. I'm on Apple Maps, so let's see. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so it's it's got a tower. Well, that's not far from where your current gym is. No, just up oh. the road. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we'll be able to pull our members across. From so titanium. Yeah, of course. That's, like, that's really quite a, close yeah. to where you are right now, actually. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. And it's on a commuter sort of road, so there'll be, I think there's about forty thousand people who drive past it every day. The trams go near there as well. Yeah, trams just on top. Yeah. yeah. So that's excellent news. Yep. So that's excellent news. It's a good location, but also like still in the community that we're already in. Yep. So that that's that's Lovely. great. Um, but yeah, we want we want good trainers to be able to come and work for us and, mm -hmm. and build a career yeah. there. And good. so, you know, we're, we're looking at, because when you look at other models of how gyms do personal training and some take uh, sort of a monthly charge, some like Nuffield or Virgin, I think Dave talked about Virgin, how it's like a tier system. Yep. You get paid X, X, Y, and Z for to certain amount of personal training that you deliver. And it works out roughly that they take 50% of your personal training earnings. 50? About that. That's high. Over time, yeah. Because it starts with what? really low. So like 50. your first five or 10 sessions that you deliver, you only get paid like 12 quid or something. Okay. Then the next sessions you deliver after that, you get paid more. And then obviously over a certain amount, you get paid nearly the full amount mm -hmm. that you charge. Um, it has some bon bonuses because you're employed. So I was employed at Nuffield, which means that you get paid holidays and sick leave. And I think the other commercial gyms do that now anyway. Yeah, a lot of them are doing that now, aren't they? They've stopped that zero-hour yeah, con zero contract. Yeah, because they've got in trouble for that, weren't they? The government, the people were getting upset about things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know much about it, to be honest, but yeah. now people who work at the gym group get sick pay and holiday pay and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. You've got human rights these days. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> You're no longer classed as a gym rat. You're a gym <laughs> human yeah, now. That's it. That's it. But we, we want to, we want genuinely for some of the best trainers in the world to come and work for us mm. um, and have space to develop their careers there. Um, and then eventually, you know, branch out. So if they want to branch out and do their own thing or, or do something with us, we want to be excited to see people released into their kind of potential, really. Um, so again, not only do we get to help the community by having a good gym that... Mm -hmm that loves people and looks after people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we genuinely do care about our members and yep. we do a lot of stuff for mental health awareness and our clothing brand. We, we give 10% of all our profits to, to charity. Oh, lovely. Um, because again, we just want to kind of change a little bit of the standard industry. Yeah. Um, and Phil's driving that, you know, he's, he's well into that and uh, they have a little get together on Sunday afternoons mm -hmm. where it's like a let's talk meeting and it's basically just get together and just, which, when you consider who goes to these gyms, you would think these people are the least likely to want to sit and have a chat about life. Okay. Turns out that's not the case. It's incorrect stereotypes. Yep. I've trained at all different bodybuilding and strength training gyms all over for many, many years. And people always seem nice. Yeah. People always seem nice. I mean, I don't know, maybe... Maybe it's because I'm trying to be nice, which I am actively. <laughs> yeah. You know, but people always seem nice. Mm. Yeah. And so they get together and it's just an opportunity 
for us to, again, just like if people have got issues or we might pick a, t- a topic like how to deal with stress or something mm-hmm. and just eat some pizza, bat it around, talk about things. So the, the, the heart of the gym is really for the members, uh, which is, is a great thing to be part of. That's why you're successful then, mm. isn't it? Because you're in it for the right reasons and you're coming at it from the right angle. Yeah, yeah. I would, I'm just making this up on the spot now, <laughs> but I would love when you're all set up and going at your new gym to come and do some nutrition talks for your members. Yeah. No charge to like you guys as a business, oh, just like friends on it. Yeah. We'll... I'll definitely come and do... Oh, definitely. I'll say things to anybody. You know me. I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'll, I'll start shouting. Well, we'll, we'll be getting you in to train our staff anyway. Oh, that's cool. Because obviously we've done, I've done that with you before. Yeah. Like, Nuffield Health. Yeah. Brought, brought Connor in and... That worked out well for me. It was though, Because those people who attended that give me referrals. There you go. Multiple times. There you go. Multiple times. Yeah. Again, fell, Sorry, go on. No, you go. I was going to say, fell on my feet with good trainers at Nuffield. Okay. There's a couple of those. So Tom and Paige. Yeah. You know, just legit really good trainers mm-hmm. uh again and probably tom's passed you a couple of people yeah. on and and, mm-hmm. and so on um but yeah i've always managed to find is there, these good is there a lady called helen helen as well so is she yeah great yeah yeah excellent. because they've got clients with like extenuating health circumstances at different points or yeah. goals that they felt they which is that proves they're a good trainer. You're exactly right because they're thinking, I don't feel like I can do all of this for this yeah, person. Yeah. So I'm going to help on a part of it. Like that lady, Helen, I coach, she's a personal trainer. I'm the nutritionist for one of now one of our co-clients. Perfect. Um, <clears throat> lady called Alison, shout out. Really? She's doing excellent. Yeah. Well she's done, doing Alison. flipping excellent. Good. Getting fitter, getting healthier, losing weight, feeling great, doing awesome. Just, just It's really good that people have the confidence to... Yep work with because sometimes it can feel a bit competition-y I feel mm. like to some, not to me but to some personal trainers mm. you know it could seem I'm not sure maybe like a competition in some way but it's nice that they want to work together yeah I think that's really good that's perfect that's perfect so yeah we I think going forward with this with the station gym um again that this is why it's so good to collaborate isn't it and yeah i'd love to talk to your personal trainers about how like about what we're talking about today as well about how to actually be a good personal yeah, trainer yeah. and how to actually do the business side of it 100 because i do coach some personal trainers not many um yeah. but i'm coaching two personal trainers right now and, mm. so, and i like it you know yeah i like it. it's not some it's not something that i really get too much of an opportunity yeah. to do it's rewarding and it's good because you there are things that you maybe wish you people had told you Yes. When you started. Yes. And having the opportunity to do that for other people and give them that little bit of an extra boost. Mm. Um, so I've, I've done it a couple of times as well. Mm. Um, but but yeah, we'll be doing that. We'll, hopefully, we'll have like apprenticeship schemes and stuff in our gym. Wow. Because again, one of the things about looking at how you become a personal trainer, mm. to me, there's a there's a bit of a gap. There's, there's, there's like your level three qualification, then it's like, all right, cool. Oh, a bit of a gap. <laughs> it's the Grand Canyon. The yeah, gap. I'll be, it, I'll, I'll the be impolite. biggest gap. It's, there's all the gap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there literally is. <laughs> yeah. There's ways to fill it. Uh-huh. There's literally ways to fill it. There, um, like I, I filled it with Lift of the Bar. Yes. Run by Chris, Chris Burgess. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to a lot of their podcasts. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's called. Is it called the Personal Trainer Podcast? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it's quite old now, and I don't think they do it anymore. But I'm sure it's still there online. Mm. But he coached me, um, mm. Martin McDonald as well, other people, you know, on how to actually be a successful coach. Yeah. So there are, but you have to, their private services that I took it on myself to go and yeah. sit, search and, you know, seek out yes. and yeah. actually learn from. So that's someone like yourself who will take initiative <clears throat> and understands that 
that they're going to need help to be successful in the industry. Oh, I, I was learning about how to be a successful personal trainer before I'd even done the level two or level three. I did there it the go. other way around. That's it. Because I'm not smart, but I'm smart enough to know that I'm not smart enough to just figure it all out. I need, I'm smart enough to know I need help. Yes, literally. Think, well, that is wisdom, isn't it? So, like, if you know, the more you know, because yeah, I've screwed you... a lot of things up. Well, <laughs> that's part of learning as well. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I look back at some of the stuff I was doing at the beginning of my personal training career, and I'm like, cringe. <laughs> oh, why? Why did I say that? Why did I do that? But, but you've got to be humble enough to change yeah. that, you know, and and admit that you're wrong on something. Um, or new new evidence might come forward. Hmm. Like we might not have had evidence on something before, and now we have new evidence, and you can go, oh, cool. Like this is the way it actually is. Yeah, this sounds crazy to say, but when I started learning about nutrition, if you said to somebody that if you just managed your calorie intake, you could lose body fat and you didn't have to healthy eat, hmm. people would go, what? What are you talking? They were like, about? no, but clean eating, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, but clean eating, bro. <laughs> just honestly, when I started learning about nutrition, clean eating was the thing. Yeah. Healthy eating was the thing, not calories. No. I mean, we've known about calories since 1970, but not. It wasn't understood to be the yeah. overarching variable that it's now understood that it is. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's just like, well, if you just eat clean, you'll lose weight. It's like, okay, so is cream clean? Because it's a natural product. Good question. So that like, we could just drink a gallon of cream. Is that okay? <laughs> Depends who you ask. If you ask Netflix documentaries these days, they'll get well, really I'll, upset about let's cream. Let's not get started. They'll on get Netflix real upset about cream. Won't <laughs> 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 they? Is that cream? Yeah. Won't they? There's a lot of outrage out there. There's a lot of outrage, but. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, like like we were saying, like apprenticeship schemes would just be wonderful because I, I, I would have loved that if I could have like joined a gym and they say, listen, this is your job for now, X, Y, and Z, very simple. Um, you currently have no qualifications, no experience. We're going to take you all the way through. Mm. So you've got expert coaches around you yeah. who you can watch and yeah. learn from. Yeah. You've got uh, management that's interested in you yeah. and in your career progression. Yeah. And there's multiple, like we talked about, multiple ways you can go. If you've um, got better, it's, it's in your interest as well. Because if you've got better trainers with lower staff turnover, you'll have happier members, you'll have happier staff, happier clients, your business will run smoother, you're yeah. not always having to hire new people and mess yeah. about. Exactly. I completely agree. Yeah. And and it, we also want to open up opportunities for people to come into this industry, you know, who, who might not have opportunities elsewhere. And so that, okay. again, in the area that we're in, yeah. um, that, that that's something I'm very excited to do and see young people coming through. And again, like I'm happy for them to come and get trained and leave. That's all right. You know, we don't want to hang on to people and, oh, yeah. and be be greedy as it were. But like you say. No, but if you provide around. a good service and a good base for them to run their business, they'll want to stay anyway. They will, unless, unless like me, they switch to a different area yeah. of the industry. Like I switched out of personal training to nutrition. Then that's nothing on the gym mm. or nothing on anything. People just move on in things in life, don't they? So you can't. You can't help that, but you never know what could happen, mm. do you? You never know what could happen. When did you have that little switch in your head to go from, I want to be a personal trainer to actually I love nutrition and I want to be a nutrition coach? What when Was it like a process or did you have like a bit of a sit down and think, actually, this is where I want my career path to go? Um, prob- probably both. It was like a series of things that happened. Um because I started off being interested mostly in the exercise because for myself, while I did have some fat loss goals and healthy eating goals, of course, like people do, for my personal goals was more along the muscle building side. So I got into the industry thinking more about the exercise and more about the muscle building, and more about the fitness side of things, mm. not the nutrition side of things. But when I actually started coaching people, I found it quite unfulfilling. 
Like mm. I'd just work with somebody and then after like six months, their biceps would just be a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of boring. I mean, yeah, it's nice to work with people and I like seeing people make progression, but it just didn't really feel fulfilling. Mm. But the first time a lady lost 10 stone and then started crying, mm. thanking me for what we'd done together and how her life had changed, I was getting goosebumps and thinking, mm. oh my God, this did something. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I got a feeling from that, that I actually got fulfillment and I can see that I've actually done something that's really good mm. in somebody's life. So that was the main reason I started switching over to nutrition because I want, I'm, I'm in the industry more to help people. How I actually help them is less important to me. I don't really care whether we're in the gym, whether we're at home. I have some clients who I do stretching and talking sessions with them. Mm. So we talk about the nutrition and how they're feeling and how it's going while we stretch. Yeah. I have some people we do talk and walk. Mm. So I go for a walk, they go for a walk, helps with headphones on. Okay. Like I've got one lady in Scotland, she goes walk, I nice. go walk. Yeah. yeah. We both get the step count up. We talk about the nutrition, how's it gone for this week? What's the plan next week? Yeah. Successes and struggles. Mm. So we're planning, we're talking, but she's also doing step counting. Yeah. I have some people in person. I have, you know, I don't, I don't really care. It's not, it's not the actual tool of it that's very interesting to me. It's yeah. how can I help people the most and make the biggest difference to them? Yeah. And the nutrition was just it. It's just way more effective than the exercise overall yeah. for, for helping people make lifestyle changes. And Big for, lifestyle changes. Yeah, yeah for yeah, seeing yeah. people change. So that's why I started blending over to nutrition. Um, another part of it was to try and get more personal training clients at the gym group Kellam Island. Mm. I started giving nutritional talks um, at the gym. I started putting on free yeah. seminars every weekend and trying to just get members just to come listen to me, not with a sales pitch, but I'll just help you for free. Mm. And, you know, just to see if it generated any interest. And I found I actually really liked it. Mm. I, I, I got a buzz off it. I'd like prepare for it. And I'm in the morning thinking, oh my God, I've got to go give this speech to all these people in a bit. Yeah. And I'm getting ready. And then I give the speech and then I'm buzzed up afterwards. And yeah. then I did get clients off it and people loved it. And people were like, that was a great speech. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Yeah. So at that point, I started to realize that I liked the talking part of mm. it more than the actual teaching people how to exercise. Yeah. I still like that. Yes. I have some personal training clients. I have about two sessions a day online mm -hmm. and I like that. It's just a little bit of, for me, yes. just helping people with some basics, just some basic exercise stuff, just a couple of hours per day, splits my day up. I get yeah. some nice one-to-one -one time with people. Mm. So I do enjoy the exercise part of it, but really I enjoy this. Mm. I enjoy sitting down, chatting to somebody, what's going on in your head, what's going on in your yeah, life, yeah. what can we do about it? Can yeah. we create some positivity somewhere? Yeah. And then somebody leaving that conversation, feeling great and having a plan mm. and saying, oh, thank you, that was really helpful actually. Yeah. I liked that more of it. <clears throat> so that's when I started blending over or thinking, mm, I, sh I should do more chatting and less yeah. cur bicep curling because <laughs> it helped. I, I like it more yeah. and other people also seem to like it as well. Yeah. Um, another part of it was I could just see no long, long, long-term longevity in personal training for me. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't see that I could do it forever. Mm. I could do it for a while, but I found it really difficult, really difficult. Some people find it easy. Um, like Emma Stewart, who we mentioned before the before we started the podcast, she's going to come on and do one of these interviews in a couple of weeks. She finds it easier than me. Mm. She she does better than I did. Um, she has more clients than I did. She has more sessions. She she just I don't know finds it easier than I did. I found it very stressful mm. and very difficult and very tiring. And it was it was really putting a lot of pressure on my life to. Yeah. To just keep it all going and keep mm. it moving, just working one-on-one -on -one with that many people. Yeah. So this is why I started talking to my business coaches like Chris Burgess and Martin McDonald and thinking, I need a way to help more people because that's my goal. It's not how am I helping them, it's who am I helping and how many. 
Another thing with the personal training is I fully booked it out within like two years. Yeah. So then after another two years of still being fully booked, it was kind of just stagnant. Mm. I couldn't actually move forward anymore. So I could see that it was very hard for me and it was it was a lot of work, but I wasn't actually helping that many people. Yeah. 30 sessions a week was about my max, maybe 35. Mm. That's really hard if I was going to do 35 a week. And on top of everything else that goes along with just doing it, it's not 35 hours. It was more like 50 or 60 hours. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot to do. Um, I thought I need a way to help more people because 30 sessions a week is only like 20 clients because some people come once a week, some people come twice a week. Yeah. So I've only got 20 clients and how long am I helping each person for? Six months to a year? Mm. I'm helping 20 to 30 people a year? I'm trying to change the world, Tom. <laughs> and I'm not going to do it 20 to 30 people at a time. It's not going to happen. So I started thinking, right, I need a way that's easier for me and easier for the client because another thing that would happen as well is a lot of my clients, would there would be weight loss clients and we'd be in the gym chatting and they'd be doing some shoulder press mm. but they're using like four kilograms they're doing four kilos overhead mm. and i'm not saying it's not good because it's good but the effectiveness that's having versus when i'm talking to them about the food and the mindset and the nutrition and the psychology and then they're going away and putting that into practice and then losing weight and then feeling better mm. the falls is not doing much it's like it's, you know, for, for my clients with my goal, yeah. for the goals that they were coming, big weight loss goals sometimes, mm. people who need to lose 15 stone. I think, why are we in the gym? Yeah. Why, why am I here? Why have I brought you down? You've had to pay for parking. You've had to drive <laughs> all the way here. You're having to yeah, pay for yeah. a gym membership. We do a couple of fours and we mostly chat. Mm. We mostly chat. Yeah. Some people get like six sets done in an hour. What did it do? I'm thinking we can make this easier. I can make this easier for me. I can, I can help more people faster. I can make it cheaper as well, because another thing about personal training was it, it's quite expensive. My mm. service is quite expensive. I'm not going to lie. It's world-class service. It's If you hired me as a personal trainer, you flipping looked out because mm. I put a lot of effort into <laughs> all my clients. Yeah. I would I would follow up. I still do it with my one-to-one -one clients today. If, you yeah. might, if you're my one-to-one -one personal training client, I follow up with every single person every single day. Mm. Every single day, you'll get a message from me that it might even just say, Hey, hope you're well, or eat well today, full stop. Just yeah. a reminder, I'm just going to ping you, just because. Just a little nudge. Yeah, just because. Even if you don't reply, I don't give a shit. You won't, you won't deter me. I saw you read I'll, it. I'll <laughs> ping you again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'll ping you again. Eat healthy today. You're, every day, even if you don't reply, I don't care. I'll just ping you, just so you can't forget. Just because I'm trying to do every single thing I can for every single yeah, person, yeah. literally. Maybe that's why I found it so hard. Yeah. Because I was invested in all the clients. But it was expensive. Mm. And I don't want to only help rich people. Sometimes people would come to me and say, that sounds really freaking good, but I actually can't afford it. Mm. And sometimes they're not lying. Because if they want two sessions a week, it might be 200 quid yeah. Yeah. a month. Some people only make like 1,000 mm. or 1 1.2. That's a chunk. It's a chunk. That's a chunk, isn't it? And if you've not got savings, a lot of people don't have savings. Mm. So I'm thinking, that makes me feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me feel bad. I'm not trying to feel bad. I'm trying to help people. It makes me feel bad. So I thought I need a cheaper, easier... Way for me, way for I need to help more people. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what can I do? I thought about semi-private personal training. I went down to London, did a few like like group semi-private personal training courses. Started planning for it, and I thought, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. And then Chris Burgess, who was coaching me and left the bar, he obviously has an online program. Yep. Guess how much it costs? It's thirty-six pounds a month. <laughs> Guess how much mine is? Thirty-six pounds a month. Guess how it's run through Facebook? Guess how mine's run through Facebook? I thought, wait a minute. Why am I asking him what I should do? Why don't I just do what he's doing? Mm -hmm. He's helping me in this way online and it's working. 
but he helps personal trainers, so why don't I just, I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to do, I thought, mm, I don't want to do what he's necessarily telling me to do. I'm going to do what he's doing. <laughs> I'm going to skip that step doing. and I'm going, yeah, to, yeah. I'm going to do you, but me. Yeah. And I'm going to make a fat loss version, a weight management version of what he's got. Yeah. And I did. And, it, and I told him. And he said, good. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. Honestly, and it worked. Yeah. Not surprisingly. Yeah. Not surprisingly. Um, so anyway, sorry, that was a long speech, but I did it for my own enjoyment. I did it to help people better. Mm. I did it because it is kind of my preference. I never get bored of learning or talking about nutrition. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. I just never get bored of it. Um, and it, and it, it's, it's a way for me to have more freedom and help more people. I help people all across the world mm. every day. And this this is this goes back to doesn't it like this whole thing of um, having a passion for what you're doing, but also having a desire to do it better than it's been done. Yeah, and I think that's that's key for us going forward in the industry as personal trainers, as fitness professionals, if you want to call us that, nutritionist experts, you know, whatever label we get. Yeah, um, it's it's encouraging again. That's why I, that's why I asked the question because. It, it, we should hear stories like yours and stories like this and stories like mine that are people who are looking to progress in the industry and improve it yeah. um, so that it does change. Mm. Um, because, you know, going forward for the Western world, a lot of it is going to, a lot of the health issues that we do have are going to need to start leaning on yeah. fitness professionals. It's true. Um, and so, you know, even, I even think there's space for, a new type of qualification for fitness for personal trainers. In what way? Um, more like a nursing degree. So if you look at like a, a nurse, obviously they do three years and then they do some experience. Um, and part of that three years is it on the job. So it's kind of like apprentice and learning, but it's mm-hmm. intense learning. Because me and you, we are passionate about the industry. So we've put our own money, our own time, our own effort to learn more. And to keep seeking that knowledge, like you with nutrition, for me, I've gone down the other route, mm-hmm. more into the sort of physical mm-hmm. side of things. So with looking at sports massage and looking at uh, like uh, strength and conditioning uh, stuff to work with athletes, so that's a just different. And also business and project management on your business side. project management exactly. So you know all these things we, I've had to learn myself. You know I'm currently teaching myself. Mm an entirely different career Yes. to be a project manager of, of a large commercial gym refurbishment. Yes. You would normally have to pay someone about, about £40,000 to do the job that I'm about to do. Probably. And so, but I'm going to learn it and do it myself. Good. So there's this, there's this, there's this thing of like what we're doing, which is, but we're doing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think there's space. Again, I don't know how this would ever come. If you had some sort of more like a degree, yeah. then I think the, the medical services and, and the NHS and doctors would be a lot happier to refer people. I understand exactly what you mean. Us. Yeah. So you mean like exercise referral is level four, but mm. you mean way better and way, way better, way more intense. When you said nursing at first, I thought, what do you mean? But you just mean like an equivalent style qualification. I thought you meant like personal trainers need to like be more like nurses. Oh no! And I thought <laughs> at first I was thinking this is interesting. Where yeah, are you going to go with this? Hmm. But I get it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I understand and. Some people are trying to develop things like that. Like, again, mm. not to harp on about the same thing, but Chris Burgess from Lift the Bar, they've now got a, a year-long level three personal training qualification, mm. which I've never done it. Yeah. But from what they, they taught me, all the right things. Literally, even now, I, I can look back and think, 
God, that was lucky or mm. good that I chose them. Because yeah. even now I look back at the principles they taught me and think, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Because Chris Burgess taught me, the main thing he taught me was just help people, literally just, if you do, yeah, but what about sales? Yeah, but how do you run this? Yeah, yeah but just help people as good as you can, mm. and the rest of it will just steadily, you know, coming at it from the yeah. right angle, right from the start, I think, God, that's good. Yeah. But they've now got a full, more hardcore, better version right. of level three. That, so these things, because other people are realizing yeah. the same thing, you're, and you're exactly right yeah. with what you say. Yeah. That's not a three-year NHS integrated mm. direct exercise referral thing, but mm. other people are thinking the same as you, yeah. that the gap from level three to doing the job and is, and the potential future of the business, of you're, the industry. You're, you're Gordon Levitt in the wire, yeah. aren't you? Trying to get from level three to personal training oh, business. It's, it's no you're walking good. between the twin towers with yeah. a long stick. No. And I would, if I was a doctor, I wouldn't want to send a patient to a level three qualified personal trainer that I didn't know. It's, it, I just feel there's a, that, that gap's That's too so big. True. It's That's too so big. true. I mean, obviously, we both know doctors and we've had yeah. them send people to us Correct. because they trust us and they see that we actually are knowledgeable and we can help people. Yeah. Um, but that's through relationship. Yeah. If it's going to be through, like in the future, you know, non, not through relationship, but through referral, like, you know, oh, this guy has a gym and he has three trainers that have done this qualification. Yeah. This is an incredibly well-trusted qualification. Mm-hmm. Now we can start referring our, mm. our patients mm. to these people, mm. you know, and... That would be amazing to see some sort of like a little bit more of an industry standard in terms yeah. of people coming in. And the NHS agree as well because they are ramping up who they will refer out to. Yep. It used to be for weight management, slimming world only, mm. literally. But now they're steadily, steadily realizing okay. that they can't do it on their own. Now, if you go on the NHS website, there's a list of about 12 different businesses that they right. recommend. And one's like um, an adult amateur football club, mm. like or a fo- not, not a club, but like a league where there's different clubs. You know, like to try and get people. If you want to be yeah, more yeah. active, nice. we recommend you join this. It's nice. Yeah. If you want to, they've got an online weight management program. If you want to do some online weight loss, mm. you can do this. We think it's good. We've checked it out. Mm. So that they're starting. They're That's starting. good. That I've good. had conversations about them, about it, about my program with the NHS as well, but good. we couldn't come to a deal. Right. So I decided just leave it for now. Just to yeah, we couldn't come to an amicable deal, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think um, yeah, because one of my friends, he's a doctor. He, he works in uh, so he's a GP, but he also oversees a lot of the uh, mental health uh, organising for the UK. Mm. Uh, so quite a big job. Um, <laughs> but he says a lot of what they're doing now is is steering towards wellness. So mm. you know, rather than just treatment mm. for for mental health, be whatever that might be, mm. me- me- like through medicine or through, you know, sort of counselling yeah. or whatever it is. It's actually, they're actually now really driving towards a big picture of mm. physical activity yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. So that was really interesting to talk to him about that as well. It seems... It's the correct approach, though. Moves are being made. Yeah. People realise it just takes ages, especially at the NHS level. Yeah. Because they've got every plate. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. spinning all yeah, the yeah. plates at once. They've got every plate. Yeah. And with everybody's problems balanced on top of every one. Yeah. At the same time, can you imagine? It must be unholy. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. It must yeah. be unholy. Yeah, yeah. So you, like like you said earlier in this conversation that yes, I offer a, a higher level of like support and yeah. service than they do, but I only have one plate. Yes. I only worry about calories and exactly. I only worry about the people's calories who directly come to me and ask me to worry about their calories. Yeah. Nothing else. That's just, I've only got a tea plate. Exactly, yeah. So I can really focus on it. Yeah. Whereas they've got everything oh yeah it's nuts everything. and they do a great job you know i think you know the nhs is amazing hell yeah it must uh, be one of the best health services in the entire world it oh yeah must be yeah it's just 
they've run into this big problem of obesity and and the all the health effects. The government struggled. That. It's not even the NHS. The government struggled to tackle it. Like government yes. initiatives yeah, yeah, yeah. don't usually go well. They often get a lot of backlash. Like yeah. do you remember, like the obesity is cancer billboards. Yeah, yeah. People just kick off. Yeah, they do. And I mean. Is that the right way to go about it? I mean, I don't stand in the street with a billboard that says obesity causes cancer. <laughs> Come see me. Fucking hell. There's no way. But, you know, so are they, take, are they doing the right moves? Mm, I don't know. But, you know, it, they struggle with it in general, yeah. don't they? And again, like, government aren't necessarily the right people to be making that call on what's, what's good for, for fitness and wellness because they haven't got a clue. You know, and and unfortunately, a, a lot a of our uh, government employees are not necessarily uh, in the best shape in the world. They're just so normal people, that's why. A little bit like the government, people are like, oh, it's sinister. They're normal people that work for the government. <laughs> so you're not into conspiracy theories then? I'm into some conspiracy theories. <laughs> that's it. No, different, I'm not, different podcast. I'm not kidding. I'm into some conspiracy <laughs> yeah, theories. No, yeah. I, I some conspiracy, th- conspiracy theories are real though. Oh yeah. No, some, yeah, are, yeah. some There's a, literally a list of ones that have, people have gone, what? And it's, yeah, been a con- and it's turned out to be true. Yes. There's a list of them, and it's fascinating. But anyway, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, talk but about that a lot of people who work for the quote-unquote government live and work in Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Like my my sister used to work for the immigration office or yeah. whatever it's called. You know, just normal people yeah. as well. Just normal people. Yep, just trying to get the job done. And the more government tr- tries to, depending on which way they go about it, help the, help quote-unquote the country with obesity. It can also come across in the wrong way as like reducing freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like they've done with cigs. Yeah. Like they, like with cigarettes, they have taken them off the shelves behind a thing. Yeah. They were behind the counter. Then they put a shield in front of the counter so you can't mm. actually see them unless you ask to see them. And then they made all the packages bland. Yeah. So that none of them were exciting to look at or attractive and they weren't allowed to put pictures on. Then they wrote on the front of them, this will give you lung cancer. Yeah. And they also put pictures of cancerous lungs on it. On it, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's been talks of doing this with junk food. Yeah. I, I read the government's proposals mm. for what they're going to do with nutrition. And one of the proposals is to make all junk food bland packaging. Right. You know, to like reduce its attractiveness mm. and stuff like this. And, and, and I don't know which ones of these will work and which ones don't. They yeah. probably don't know. But you can see that each one just, it removes people's choice or freedom just a little bit. You know, if they put these clamps on, they, oh, we say you're not allowed that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's better if people make yeah. their own educated and sovereign choice decisions on, mm. I can have that. But for my health, I don't want to. But it's, yeah, yeah. it's nice to have the freedom. The more we have the government coming down on us saying, we say you can't do this because... Mm. It might help, but it's also... Uh, it's a tricky one, it's isn't it? It's weird, because isn't it? Yeah. It is weird because things that are already a freedom, when they start to become not a freedom, that obviously causes more outrage, mm. like cigarettes. Mm. So, you know, obviously for years, it's just been, you've been able to buy cigarettes and you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the more we learned about that and saw the consequences of that, probably the right decision from the off was we, we shouldn't do this. Yeah. Because we're just killing loads of people. Smoking is definitely bad. No one disagrees. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like we probably shouldn't be doing that. And so you look at other drugs that are not available yeah. for public consumption for appropriate reasons that, that actually it's, it's not necessarily going to do you much good for your health. And okay, so, yeah. you know, it's those, those Talk about hard drugs and stuff. Well, it could be, it could be yeah, it could be like what, what we call hard drugs, but drugs we don't even know about, you know, it's okay. just like that can melt your skin off and acids and stuff that okay. you shouldn't be able to buy as the general public. Okay. Only like industrial units melting metal or whatever should okay. be able to buy. Chemicals in general. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. You don't really want 
the general public to be able to buy that. Okay. Because if they spill Some that... Some restrictions and rules are definitely good, I Really good, yeah. So it's, it's this hard discussion, isn't it? Because... Yeah. It's like why we have restrictions on guns. Yeah. It's like a similar thing. Similar, similar thing. Like, Sometimes it's for your protection. It, exactly. And so... But it's not an easy... And you know when we're talking about the cigarettes as well? It's a true statistic that obesity kills more people in this country than smoking. Yeah, drugs. it does. Yeah. And yeah. it's because less people smoke and more people eat more. Legit. Was it, was it kills more people or was it causes more cancer? I think it kills more people. Kills more people. I think there's more deaths from obesity-related issues. Like right. Heart disease, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, high cholesterol. Take all of it into mm. account. All of it um, kills more people than smoking these days. And yes, less people smoke. That is the reason. It's not that flipping food's worse for you than smoking. <laughs> if you equal food and cigs, you're, the cigs Or being obese is worse for you than smoking. That's a tricky one, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I don't know what the answer to that one would be. I yeah, guess I it depends how much you smoke. It depends on your genetics. Because some exactly. people smoke a pack a day and live till they're 90. Yeah. Some people some people die from secondhand smoke. Somebody else smokes <laughs> near you and you yeah. go down. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, my genes are rubbish. So it's, <laughs> honestly. Whatever that honestly, resilience gene is. I can't remember what it's called. You know what it's called. Which what? It's like a, uh, what's it called? It's like a resilience gene. That, 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 that's why you have like 95-year-old no, women who, who like smoke no, 700 know. cigarettes and just, I'm fine, I'm fine. And like no joint problems and can like do whatever they want to do. It's I obviously genetics. Uh, I, I can't remember. There's a certain gene. Some of it's yeah. genetics, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's a hard conversation to have, isn't it? Um, but like you say, I think if we educate well, which, which obviously they're doing now around smoking a lot more. So they've, they have educated young people because actually amongst a lot of young people now there isn't a desire to smoke cigarettes not like there was yeah probably yeah I would say I, think, I, mean, I don't know but that sounds reasonable yeah and part of that is I think through knowing what it does to you yeah uh, but also if you think about yeah. it like when I was at school I'm a little bit older than you like going to the gym or exercising as a young teenager wasn't a thing you just okay. did you did your like sport okay or I was a skater or something like that and it was I never really heard of anyone going to the gym. Yeah. Um, now it's, yeah. it's really common for younger teenagers to talk about the gym. Very common. Talk about exercise. It's a good thing. And it's a good thing. It has again it has some negative connotations because obviously it can get a little bit linked into body image and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah, you could look at it from. Yeah, I guess nothing's nothing. Nothing's risk. Nothing's free, always perfect, is it? No. Um, but you, you, I, we we couldn't have an argument that people exercising is worse than people not exercising even with the body image thing it's got to be no, positive overall. but if but if, if their exercise is in a sport in a team environment with accountability is okay. that better than exercising in a gym where the focus is on aesthetic for kids and, probably yeah exactly yeah so there's yeah. so exercise yeah. is appropriate and yeah. good always yeah. the context of that exercise could have better or worse definitely agreed things for children as it were depends why you're doing it again yeah, exactly guess, doesn't yeah it? That, that's it so but you know Again, coming to a gym, if you came to strength, titanium strength gym as a teenager, um, what a wonderful environment to step into. You've got incredibly experienced lifters there who've been doing it for a long time. But you've also got loads of different types of people. Which mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's like you're going to be around older people as well, which is actually quite good for teenagers, is to hang around with people who have been around a little bit longer mm. <laughs> and hear them talk about life. And then you go, oh, right, okay. And so it actually can be a really great place for teenagers to be as well in, in gyms and around older people and people who are friendly and, and so on, especially at Titanium Gym. Um, we help out all of our teenagers and, you know, sort of help them come out of the shell a little bit and just talk to all the people. It's good life lessons, good life skills. Um, but yeah, I think that's... 
has gone kind of slightly into NHS and... Uh, yeah, it's okay. I'm going to ask you my personal training question soon, do. if that's okay. But yeah. I think first, we need to agree, and I'm going to put you on the spot, yeah. that, when, that when your new titanium gym opens, is it going to be called the, the same? The station gym, which is still TSG. So titanium no gym, way. the station the, the, gym. It's going to be called the station gym, yep. but you get to keep the same initial. TSG. That's cool. I like that. That's funny. A happy accident. <laughs> That's nice. So it's going to be called the station gym. Yes. That's nice. I like that. It sounds more inviting for regular people than mm. titanium strength. That sounds yep. like a powerlifting gym, <laughs> yeah, which exactly. it is. <laughs> yeah. And it has yeah. stereotypically been in the past, even if it is phasing out of that. Yep. But the rebranding, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. But, but what about all your cool logos and clothing? So that, that will remain. So the clothing brand... Will is, that stay titanium? ...is going to be titanium clothing. Okay, so it's, um, oh, it's not going to be stay, well, station clothing, but it makes sense. We'll have some that is like... The station Station's got on it, yeah, you can yeah. buy it. Yeah. So you'll be part yeah, of the, the logo, yeah. Um, but, the, but you're going to keep the titanium. The titanium clothing. brand will be its own thing. Yeah. Um, and we're looking to, again, take that away from the strength... Yeah. Uh, sort of just to the strength aspect of it. Yeah. And and branch out into all areas of fitness. I need one of those stag t-shirts. Yes, definitely. Yeah. We have lots of different varieties out there if you want to go on our... And they're uh, actually Facebook. nice. And the ladies' varieties are good. very nice. Very good. Because it's not like a stereotypical... It, it's like if you like gym stuff, that's mm. what it is, yeah. But it's not It's not like... I don't know I was going to say manly. But you know, it's nice ladies' clothes. Yes. It, well, it's it, cool. The, the lady who's managing titanium clothing is a lady. So. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. So I just said uh, a lady who's managing it is a lady. She's a lady. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously so she's got... And and she's okay. a gym user. Yeah. And just now it makes it. sense why it's good. Yes. Okay. So we we get that to help design the male clothing and what we like and what we like to use. What, what wow yeah. works well in the gym as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. We want it to be functional. Types of material and also fit. Yeah. People like different styles as exactly. well. Some people like them a bit more loose. Some people like yep. it a bit tighter. So we've got like basketball style clothing. We've got more mm. sort of tight fitting clothing, mm. depending on what you want, what you what you feel comfortable in. Mm. Um, Have you got? A range online that can yes. be viewed. Yeah, titanium clothing. Send me a link after this and I'll put it in the description um, of everywhere that this goes, just in case people are interested in it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's great. And it's all, we make all the clothes ourselves. Yeah. So you can customize um, and look for different vinyl types, different colors. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's got a lot of variety in there. So yeah, get in touch and we can, we can hook you up. That sounds great. And we'll definitely get you a t-shirt on with a, with a stag on it. Do you want a gold stag? Or silver? Shiny? Both. Both. A, a shiny gold stag. Go for it. Yeah. Whatever you think is best. <laughs> Go for it. I, I will not proclaim to be a stylish man. I don't understand fashion. It's not yeah. a fashionista. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was like, my missus likes watching fashion television programs. Mm. And... I kind of then... I've been married for 12 years. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've like got... A decent amount of experience from watching these programs now so like i find myself actually being an accidental expert in female fashion because <laughs> it was like, there was this one program Diverse. called i can't remember what was it called it was it got can't remember his name anyway, he, yeah got quana is it got quan i think so yeah so he did a program where they had like a high street version of something and a high-end version of something and they do a catwalk where he'd got on all the high street stuff and mm -hmm. then this person got this really expensive version in high high fashion. Mm -hmm. They both went down the up mm -hmm. and down and then people had to vote on what they liked the okay. best. And so it was like competition between that and that. Obviously watching the program, they don't tell you which is which when you're watching the okay. catwalk. So you can guess along with them. This kid, 
I could guess high fashion every time. Ah. I was like, that's high fashion. Funny. And, and Ellen was like, you're actually really good at this. And I'm like, I've watched a lot of these programs with you over the years. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't help but learn this stuff. Oh, so. that's funny. So it's, it's actually paid off because now I'm doing a clothing brand. So oh, great. Who knew? Over those years ago, <laughs> it was all paid off. That's great. That's great. Can I ask you my series of personal training Please questions? Please do, yes. All right. So the the first, and these are going to be quite broad, so we'll just go for it. The first question, I guess, would be, why do you think there's such a variance in the skill levels of, and it's not only personal trainers, it's also nutritionists. Mm. Most of them are awful. <laughs> Most are literally awful. And... It's the same with physiotherapists. Mm. Most of them are awful. I'll call I'll call them all out. Most yep. of you are awful. You need to do better. Do better. Literally, chiropractors mostly awful. Yep. Do better, please. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. But in terms yep. of personal training, because that's our area mm. more. What's going on? What's going on? The why, skill gap. Yeah. Wh why are some people great, but most people are just not? Yeah. For me, it comes back to an earlier point of a passion to help. I know we keep going over this, but it is the kind of cornerstone of personal training. Mm. Um, secondary to that is a passion to learn. And so if you're coming into the industry just because you enjoy exercising and you think, oh, I'll do that for a job. Yes. Not going to work. No, this is like, if I liked cars and driving fast cars and i'm mm. like i love cars cars are fucking great i like top gear and i like car shows yeah. so i'm going to become a driving instructor yeah you liking fast cars or doing your exercise is not the same as sitting next to somebody in a clio while they stall six times yeah. an hour it's just not going to work or while you try and teach someone to do a romanian yeah. deadlift for like three weeks no <laughs> you know exactly so and and so skill gap is an interesting one because we, we all have a big skill gap at the start in personal training. I definitely did. Like, I just, I needed to learn everything, but I also needed to work. So unfortunately, some of my earlier clients hmm. didn't necessarily get the best service. They got all of my best effort. Yeah. And, you know, we had great relationships. And like you say, that is 80% like of training anyway, mm -hmm. is that they just wanted to do well and do what I said because we get along mm -hmm. and it made sense. Mm -hmm. Um but then obviously that skill gap closed in over time. Mm -hmm. So you need to want that to happen. But also what's interesting on the journey, that's why I asked you that question earlier, is be open to the fact that you might change your mind about what you want your skill base to be in. Mm. Because if you just if you don't chase after what you end up enjoying, you're gonna get stuck in a corner. And so you know, me and you, thankfully, we've gone after the areas that we really enjoy working in and and began to chase after that skill base. Mm. So not only, you know, so, and, and again, for me, one of my natural things coming into PT was I can just read people. I, I, I just, I, I can tell different personality types very quickly how to talk differently to people as well um, to be able to engage them. Uh, and make them feel listened to and appreciated. Um, and there's lots of different types of personalities out there. So having that skill was helpful. Um, and then the skill kind of caught up to that. So I was able to talk to people off the bat right away. Mm -hmm. I, I was a bit older as well coming into the industry. So I've got a little bit of uh, more life experience. So I was able to talk to people, I guess, a little bit more confidently. And if you're a teenager coming into this, it's a bit like, oh, 
Um, not everyone, but some people. Like Will doesn't seem to have that problem. <laughs> he just talked to anybody mm-hmm. uh, when he came into the industry. Um, so skill gap is is important. I think this is sometimes we get lost a little bit. It's not that we're saying just be good with people. Actually know what you're doing as well. So this is something I appreciate about yourself is that you're genuinely after knowledge, but you're not just going to blah knowledge on people because you also know people skill. Mm-hmm. So there's this, there's this, you know, it's just like when I'm, let's say if I'm working with someone who's got an injury and they've come from a physiotherapist, they've said, we've got this and this, and this is the problem. Um, cause I've broadened my skill base to know enough anatomy and recovery principles from the sports massage and therapy type stuff. Um, and the strength and conditioning, how to to work things so that you can go against injury or when you're past injury to strengthen a certain area so you don't have that recurring injury. I have all that knowledge base behind me to now be able to help this person way better. Mm-hmm. And then the exercises I'm giving them and the way we can just watch them move, you know, over years of watching people move, you can just see issues. Um and so if I don't have that skill base, I can't help that person as well. Mm-hmm. As nice as I am or as good friends we are, they're not going to get a great service unless I have that wealth of knowledge. So let's talk about how to acquire that wealth of knowledge then. Mm. It's I can think of three main ways. Th- yeah, okay. I'll say you're three. Okay. I was expecting you to go, but I'll... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we've mentioned... Maybe it's just because we've already mentioned them. I feel like we've mentioned them all. One is you can get mentorship. Yes. You can, that's what I did. I literally thought I, I'm going to go online and I'm going to find who the best personal trainer is in my opinion mm. um, or personal training coach person mm. and I'm going to learn from them. That's how I found Chris Burgess because yeah. I listened to loads of different podcasts, websites, interviews, YouTube, this, that, the other thing. Then when he spoke, I thought, this guy sounds right mm. to me. This guy makes sense. He seems like he knows what the real game is and the real deal. Yeah. Seems honest as well. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to go for this guy. So I think getting mentorship yes. would be one. I think another one that you mentioned earlier, which I see this go positive and negative, is being around other personal trainers, mm. like you said. I think that's really good. Um, that's kind of what happened to Will as well, because he was so young yeah. when he came to the gym that he wasn't actually allowed to even do personal training. <laughs> no, no. So Leon got him and yeah. said, hey, this is Connor. You follow him around for a yeah. year. So Will just followed me around for a year, yeah. just observing. It's nice. It's a good yeah. thing to do. But I've seen it go the other way. Mm. I'm coaching a personal trainer now who hangs around other personal trainers at his gym who are god-awful, mm. and he picks up bad habits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad habits. Yeah. Literally, and starts doing the wrong things because the other personal trainers are doing the wrong things. Mm. Coaching clients in the wrong ways and coming at things from the wrong angle. And I'm just thinking, what's going on here? Mm. And I just know it's because he's just hanging around with the wrong people. Yeah. So getting the wrong ideas. Yeah. So I think you can get mentorship from a professional or you can find other good personal trainers and hang around them. That also helps. I also yeah. think there's more standard learning. There's like books and internet yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. There are good books on personal training these days. Like mm. there's Ignite the Fire 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Perfect book. Book of perfection for personal <laughs> training. Literally, it basically just lays out what you need to do. Mm. Just like straight up. More like to the business side of things than the coaching side. Yeah. Than, sorry, than like the nutrition and training side of things. But spot on, literally. Um, and there's websites and other places you can go isn't there if you yeah. find good professionals who are doing well and you want to be like and mm. do what they do yeah that also helps any more from you i suppose there's courses as well courses yeah yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's i think like for nutrition i'll shout out mac nutrition yeah, yeah. with martin mcdonald yeah flipping amazing yeah really amazing 
Yeah. And it, all of this comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you time. Or money. Effort, money. Yeah. And, but you're investing in your future. Yeah. To, to be successful. Yeah. Um, the, uh, it's interesting. Let's talk about some of the, because when you were saying some of the stuff, there's characteristics that come along with those, those things that you've just mentioned. So okay. getting a mentor or being around other personal trainers and learning from them mm-hmm. takes a couple of different characteristics that you need to lean into. Okay. So as a PT, you want to be teachable. I think this is, this is a hugely important one is that a lot of P- PTs come into the industry thinking they know it all. Mm-hmm. And then just getting stuck and giving up. It's like, oh, it just, it just wasn't for me. This gym was rubbish or whatever. It's like, no, it was you. You were the problem. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and so, it, you know, being teachable, which is also being humble, isn't it? And, okay, yeah. And so on. Being willing to learn. Is, is, a, willing, is a willingness to learn. Mm. That means when you do get your mentorship, or it means you will get mentorship. That's the thing is that, that we've all seen the, the PTs that come in and they might be in really good nick themselves. Brilliant. You've obviously put some hard work into looking in good shape. Excellent. That's a good and an, an important thing as well to show that you you are doing what you're saying. Um, but at the end of the day, if they come in and think, oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna smash this and I don't need any help, it's not gonna work. No. And so so that, that it's running a business at the end of the day. Yeah. So that that if you is, start any business and think I'm just gonna smash this, I don't need any help. <laughs> it's not gonna <laughs> no, go well. It's not gonna no, go well. <laughs> come on. No. You've got to have confidence. Yeah. But there's levels. Yeah. And you've got to have like another characteristic that come along with some of the stuff you're saying is having a bit of a, like, a, I don't know what the right word for it is, but a bit of a backbone to be able to fail and pick yourself up mm. and try again and, and not just give up, but keep working hard. A good work ethic, I suppose, is the right, right way. That's an important thing as well. Sorry to interject slightly, mm. but having your own self-created or self-imposed work ethic is very important because personal mm. training is largely a self-employed thing Absolutely. where nobody tells you to get up and go anywhere or do yeah. anything or go talk to people or go yeah. get clients or help your clients or follow up with your clients or yeah. turn up for you, se- you know, anything, yeah. anything. I'd have huge frustration with people coming and asking me at Nuffield, new, new personal trainers would take on would be, initially I'd sit down with them and I'd go through loads of stuff and just help them as much as I can get set up, get ready. This is what it's going to be like. You need to do this, blah, blah, blah. Do that. Then they might come a couple of days later. Oh, I'm just struggling with this. Like, what what, you know, what can I do to get new clients? And it seems the same question. It's like, okay, well, let's go through some of this stuff again. A couple of weeks go by. Still not a very good client base. Sit down. Oh, yeah, Tom, I'm just struggling. What, what do you do to get clients? It's like, okay, we've gone back to the same question now three times. The answer is not going to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you actually doing with your time? Because I think you did this for sure. And I did this when I was at Nuffield is I had shifts that I worked. So I was out at work then. Great time to meet people, chat to people um, and start to build client base. But that was only three shifts a week. Mm-hmm. So I have like loads of free time mm-hmm. still. Well, if I want clients, mm-hmm. guess where I'm going to be? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be at the gym for free. Yeah, I'm not earning anything. And, oh, I want a client on a Saturday morning. Oh, you know, another complaint comes, oh, I can only get this person, but they only want to do this day. It's like, that's cool. Cause that's, and that's when I'm on shift. It's like, yes, because you're only talking to people when you're on shift. I know, so they come to the gym when you're on <laughs> when shift. When you're on shift. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if you want a client on a Saturday morning, guess where you've got to be on a Saturday morning? Yeah, to go find <laughs> the people that are at the gym <laughs> on Saturday morning them. and see who needs help. Yeah, and, and so this comes, this comes down to work ethic, doesn't it? Of, you know, be organized so that you've still got a life. 
and, and that's not going to totally ruin your life just to being this crazy busy personal trainer. Yes, take heed from me. You can, you can and will destroy your life. You can and will destroy your life. You be, if don't careful. be over busy. I've got two children and a wife and a social life. And I worked at Nuffield Health and I was a full-time personal trainer. I only did four hours on shift. The rest of the time was delivering personal training sessions. Mm-hmm. So you can do it. You just need to be well organized. Yeah. Um, so characteristics that come into exactly to the things that you've said to do practically are just as important, which is if you get these characteristics in, in line, you'll start to take some of these practical steps, like getting yourself on courses, like doing nutrition and so on. Um, often people aren't willing to change their personality or their their sort of characteristics to actually line up to the job they want to do there. Interesting. So let's see if we can then to give three top maybe characteristics or maybe requirements or mm. maybe, I don't know what the exact word would be. What do you think your top three things that are required or needed yeah. to be successful. To be successful. Maybe yeah. you've just mentioned them. Maybe it's just we, a little yeah, summary. To summary, I guess, you've got... So, for instance, if you're new in the industry, let's take it for those people. It's okay. like their first job coming. Mo- most people are new. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's that desire to learn. Desire to learn is one. Desire to learn, number one. Yeah. Um, and that covers a broad spectrum of stuff, doesn't it? In personal training, yeah, anatomy, physiology, kinesiology, nutrition, health, fitness, wellness, psychology. Exactly. More. Exactly. And all those are important to be a good PT. Yeah, and more. I've only done half of them there. (laughs) Yeah, there's tons more. Way more. Yeah. Um, Once once that's there, it's experience. Experience. Nothing can beat it. You just can't. Unfortunately, you're not going to be a very good PT unless you've got a couple of years under your belt. It's true. There's, there's some things you just can't learn from books. Yep. Like you said about watching people move and yep. understanding not only that it's going wrong in the first place, but why is it going wrong and what mm. do they need to switch to fix it and how what yep. actual protocols do we then put in place to fix that? Yep. There's levels to it. Coaching cues and stuff like that. It takes a yep. while. A the, pe- while. the people skills, yep. actually being able to run a smooth session yes. with people yeah, without yeah. it being boring or robotic. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and the chatting to people in between. Yeah, exactly. And if you're only seeing people one hour per week and you've got to talk to them about nutrition while we're doing the exercise, yeah. how are we blending these things? Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And then and then it's it's being organized. So you've got a willingness to learn. Um, and that obviously uncovers that broad spectrum of stuff. You've got a good, good organization. Um, but then... Also, like with alongside good organization is like, have a bit of a plan. Like, what do you want to do in the future? Yeah. You know, and start to push doors. Because when you start pushing doors um, and looking into different things, you will discover what you're passionate about. And so we're in different lanes, as it were. Um, We're both passionate about nutrition. We're both passionate about exercise. We have a desire, a, a love for it all but we've really honed in on certain things. And that came by testing the waters. And so I'd say, test the waters. Some people freaking love delivering exercise classes. Like they just thrive off it. Yep. And for them, it might be, you need to be like almost like a full-time fitness instructor where you're getting in front of the, the, the crowd and you're doing your class delivery. and might be the boot camp queen. Yeah, I, I know like people like that. and I do. They, that's their full-time job. Yeah, they buzz off it. And they, they freaking love it. For and me, that's not for me. Not for me also. <laughs> but but this, is, this is the thing, is that you don't know until you try. Yes. 
So it's having that, again, it comes down to being teachable and, and being malleable and humble. Try stuff that you might thought you might not like mm -hmm. just to see. Mm. I think it's an important business principle for people, I don't know about other industries, but in our industry for sure, to stick with the general area of health and fitness. But like you said, you can move through different sections of mm. it. Some people get too stuck or they think it's too more, more one lane than it actually is. Because you, if you've spent all this time building these skills in this mm. area, stick with your area and compound on your different skills in different areas, yes. yeah. like your exercise, like your nutrition, like your massage and a bit of business and a bit of counseling, mm. a bit of coaching, a bit of this, a bit of that, and just build yourself as a health and fitness professional, yeah. adding on tools to your tool belt steadily, moving through areas. Mm. But rather than switching area completely and... I don't know, becoming a marine biologist. <laughs> so, you know, you've got to start again. Got to start, got to start yeah, again exactly. from the bottom. Better, yeah, like you said, adapt, Yeah, isn't it? Find what what, what do you have the best results with clients in, in, in what area? Yeah. What, do you, what do they get the most effect out of and what do you get the most fulfillment out of? Mm. That's probably the area to start steering towards, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and and you'll you'll naturally sort of, people will gravitate towards you depending on what you do and, and what you're good at. Mm. Um, like you're saying, you ended up doing PT sessions in the gym, but actually it's really more a discussion about nutrition and mm -hmm. you're doing a little bit of work. And, and it's like, and it, and it starts to click like, ah, I, that's what I want to do. I just want to do this part. Yeah. And yeah. you go after it. Um, and for you, it's not necessarily just happened overnight either. No. But you've worked tirelessly doing video content, putting it online, building your client base getting better at doing coaching for multiple people. And it, it's always an upskill. And because I, I, one of the questions I had in my mind coming into here was like, would I be able, can I call myself an expert? Okay. And like, because I was thinking what, because obviously one of the questions is what does it take to be a good PT yeah. or, or, or a capable PT? And I'm like, am I, am I actually a good PT? Definitely. You know, where, where am I at with Mike? So, because even now, all these years of experience and, and results, because obviously proof's in the pudding, isn't it? Um, with different clients and so on. Like, I would still say I'm not at expert level. I would say world-class level for you. Really? Yep. 100% ah. not even a question. And my reasoning would be, if we were going to argue about it, why I was going to tell you why you're great. That's Do you think I've brought you onto my podcast to ask you what it takes to be a good personal trainer if I don't think you're one? Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I would say number one is you actually care about the client. And mm -hmm. that literally, like I said, sorts 80% of it. If a client comes to you and they say, Tom, I'm really struggling in this area and I need help. I know you will do your damnest mm. to try and find, to, you'll, you'll think about the person's problem, which most personal trainers don't do. They're like, yeah, I can help you. I'll give you the same session as everybody else, regardless of what you're into or what works for you. Yeah. You'd actually look at the person's problem. You'd think about it and you'd try and come up with some sort of plan mm. To, to get them moving forward from where they are to where they want to be, you'd get some portion through the plan and assess whether it's going well. Mm. And if it wasn't, you'd adjust it. Yes? Yep. I know, exactly. That's world-class level. That's the end of it to me. <laughs> if you're actually thinking about the client, Sealed. you're caring about the client, you're, you're making the service tailored mm. to the client and all, all about them, all for helping them, all for their support and doing your best to help them, mm. that is as good as it gets. Yeah. I mean, in terms of exercise, what do you do? You add some reps or you add some weight and you figure out which exercises work best for people and you try and get them to eat healthier. That's the basic shit. Mm. It's like, it's it's not about nerd knowledge. It's more about the actual, how, how yep. are you as a coach? Yep. Yep. You're, a, you're, a, you're a guy that's in it for the right reasons, that's caring, that actually supports the people and cares about the people in the right way. 
that's all of it. Mm. To me, that is literally all of it. And I would trust you with my friends or family or clients mm. because of that, because I know that you care and you're actually going to put effort into it in the right ways. Yeah. And I know that sounds basic, doesn't it? It sounds basic, but most people just don't do that. They never get there, do they? Um, and I think maybe maybe then what I'm touching on is, and, and maybe another good one to add into the list is don't compare yourself to other people. Mm. Because if you're trying to be that person or that person, yeah, it's good to have aspirations. And, I was going to say, because in some ways also do compare yourself to other people. Yeah. In some ways don't, but in some ways also do, because yeah, you've got to yeah. learn from other people. Got to learn, So that was point number one, is be teachable be, and learn and be around good people. So it's a balance between these yes, things. Yes, but, but comparison often limits what you think you're capable of. Because mm. I want to be like that guy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can be like that guy. But you can't be him. But you can't be that guy or, be have, yourself or replicate exactly what him. they're doing. Because mm. we are all very different. Mm. And so, yes, yeah, seeking, and I suppose that comes down to why I personally, I'm like, well, I still have all these knowledge gaps and things that I want to improve on and stuff. Yeah, so I was going to ask so you, I why think, don't you think you're an expert? What's going on? Oh, there's just got, got, got so, self-esteem, so, all got so much more to learn, which excites me. So I, yeah, of course, but. So I would say like, there's this whole thing of like, you know, what is an actual expert, you know, and it's hard because experts are always wrong as well. Anyway, in between them, like there's they've got this expert and this expert. And they True, they don't agree. Like, yeah, mm. okay. So. I guess it's, a, it's maybe just like it comes down to the semantics of, of what we're actually saying here. But in terms of being a good PT, I suppose that's one of the driving factors for me. It's like, yeah, but I can be better. Yeah, of I course. Can, I can still be even better. Yeah, but it's like being a black belt in jiu-jitsu. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it goes up to nine tabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, oh, the, it does. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you can yeah. be... I'm a black belt, but there's still some more to get. Um, I think I'm a brown belt in nutrition. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay, literally, I don't. All right, this is a good. This is a good thing, actually. I like this analogy. We both like jujitsu. Yeah, I would say I, I'm probably around about a brown belt in training. Good. And, See, I think that's humble. Injury, all the stuff that I do. We both know we're fucking good. <laughs> we're <laughs> but, all right. Like, so but if there's, there's, there's yes. still more. There's if still a newbie comes in, we're going to smoke them, and they've got a lot to learn from us. But there are black belts. Yeah, to, out so, there. to somebody who doesn't know anything about nutrition, I, nutrition, I look like Jesus. It's like, <laughs> you know, everything. Yeah, I, this guy knows everything. Well, that's not true. Because if I talk to Martin McDonald, yeah. he can talk about things and I don't know what he's, what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, you, you know, just because I, I, this is not a real thing, but I consider myself a practical nutritionist, whereas yeah. I think there's also a theoretical nutritionist. Absolutely. Yeah. This is not a real thing. And it, yeah. same with exercise as well. I, I think there's practical trainers and more like theoretical exercise professionals there's, there's like sports scientists aren't there who, who that's what i mean yeah look at really Re- complicated tiny, enzyme pathways and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. breakdowns and analysis and yeah. complicated in-depth nerd knowledge mm. whereas i only really focus on anything that anything that helps the client if it's yes. not practically applicable yeah. in real life for people mm. i don't really go towards it that much anymore which is why i don't really learn much i still do keep up to date with my nutrition knowledge, of course, but I don't focus on that too much. I focus more on the coaching aspect of yeah. it and the people side of it and the people skills side of yeah. it. Yeah. Because um, I don't I don't need to know more about nutrition to help people. Mm. I already know probably too much yeah. about actual nutrition stuff mm. required to help people. Yeah, yeah. It's actually getting the job done now. Level, exactly. It's getting yeah. the job done. And that's where your, like obviously your, your skill base was like, like this in nutrition. But then it did switch over, like to like knowing more and more and more and more about psychology. Yes, and definitely. and putting those things into practice because that that's definitely something that seems to have been become a more of an emphasis. Yes, through a lot of your videos and things yeah. like that, which is amazing. So again, it's that thing of 
oh cool, I've, I've reached a knowledge base here that's going to serve me well for everyone who I'm going to come across yeah. in nutrition. Yeah. It's not that you're going to come across someone and you need to know something extra now for nutrition. Not very often. Yeah, I mean, very rare. Very rare. And if needed, you can find it out. Yeah, that's why I still have ongoing mentorship. Exactly. I still yeah. pay Martin yeah. McDonald every month yeah. sort of thing. But then also, but what you've done is you've gone, oh, cool, so I'm here now, but then now it's time to get this skill going like this. That's exactly it. And so there's this layering process that's of exactly skill it. formation. Because I'm taking that nutrition knowledge and now putting it into practical application with yes. people, and I've got a habit change program. And what is habit change? It's yeah. habit change psychology. Exactly. So it's... And, and that's fascinating. It's going to be fascinating to watch that grow as well because... The way your program is designed and currently what you do, you can help all the people on your program very well mm-hmm. uh, with just you. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, I've, I think your business is going to grow and grow. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to have to be another learning curve Yes. eventually of yes. how do I manage 1,000 or 2,000 or yep. 3,000 members yep. and deliver them the same service. Yep. And that's I find that sort of stuff fascinating. Yep. So I guess that's why we're brown bells because actually... We're not, we, we haven't hit the ceiling. And so, you know, and, but working in a gym as a personal trainer, we both did hit the ceiling. Yes. We hit, we, we had max hours, yes. max effort. Yes. And there's nowhere else for us to go. True. And so we just said we need to break through that glass ceiling, as it were, and develop new things. So I guess that's another thing to say to young aspiring PTs out there is that's why it's important to think about what you want. Where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? You know, and, and some trainers are happy just hitting that ceiling in a gym and yes. and doing that. And that's yes. awesome. And we know trainers like that. Both of us know trainers mm-hmm. like that. And it, it's great to watch them just love their job mm-hmm. and be really good at it and just have lots of clients and that's it. And that's fine. And they don't necessarily want it to go any further than that. That's not necessarily where our heads go. Yep. I completely agree. So a couple more questions if it's okay then. Yeah. Do, this, this, this is maybe a tough one. Do you have any advice for a normal person or a potential client in picking a personal trainer? Ooh, I like that. That's difficult, isn't it? Mm. How does a normal person, if they're in a gym or looking around, how do you assess? Because we're talking shit about all the PTs. <laughs> we love you. We want the best for you. So how, how, is, it, how, is, a, how is a lay person supposed to identify yeah. a good versus not so good PT? Yeah. I mean, that's the golden question for them, isn't it? Um I think nowadays you've got multiple ways about finding out stuff about people. Mm-hmm. So it depends how snoopy you are. So if they wanted to know something about you, say if they saw you training someone in the gym mm-hmm. and they asked, well, who was that guy's name? And they saw it, that's Connor. So they might be able to get you on the Facebook yep. and now they're going to see, oh my goodness, like look at all these videos. Mm-hmm. They can watch a few videos of you. Very quickly, they're going to find out about the fact that you are passionate about what you do and you know what you're doing. Um, so it's easy to find about you. Um, for just your personal trainers who are just based in gyms, um, there's there's quite a lot of like simple things you can do to see if they're a good trainer. Okay. Um, what are they doing on the gym floor? Number one. Okay, good. So are they just talk? Are they going around talking to people? Do they seem engaged with the people around them, uh, or do they look miserable and bored? And just they have to be there. Yeah. If they're on shift or whatever. So okay. that's nice. That's a nice know, place to start. You know, do they make eye contact with you? Are they, are they you know, seem approachable? Um, and then once you've seen that, and you might have seen them working with other clients as well, like in how they're treating their that's other clients. That's good. Spy on them. I agree. Spy on them. Um, that's the non-contact assessment you can make in terms of just watching. 
um, and see, actually, it looks like they re really are into their clients, seem to be delivering a good session. Again, you might still not know because you can't exactly hear what they're saying to their client or whether it is good information. Yeah, but if the, if the trainer looks happy and the client looks happy. You're, 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 you're halfway there. Well, more than halfway there. Yeah, because that's that's also not always common. Most of the time, yeah. if a personal trainer is with a client, they're facing the other direction or texting yeah. or they've some seen, of, they've seen a girl just, walk past yeah, in leggings yeah, and got distracted. To totally distracted or bored. <laughs> this is the one that gets me the most is like, they're genuinely bored looking being with bored, a client. Yeah. yeah, just like they might even be looking in the direction of the client, but they're kind of glazed over. And that makes it boring for the client. It's boring for everyone. It's yeah. like, it's just, if you're bored delivering a session, yeah. what what are you even doing? Yeah. Like either pass that client on to someone else yeah. and do something you're passionate about um, or get out. Take a break end. or like, something. Yeah. Do something. You've got either too busy or too tired or whatever it is, something's not working. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that. And then obviously, then you've got your first point of contact with them. So... If they're a really good PT, they probably notice that you're snooping on them anyway, because uh, we're aware. <laughs> we're ninjas. We like we know what's happening around us, so we'll probably come and talk to you before mm -hmm. you even come and talk to us. Mm. That's probably, hopefully, what would happen. Okay. But if that doesn't happen, then it's a case of of just striking up a conversation. Then it will be really interesting to see how they take that forward. Which mm -hmm. is like, uh, do they just jump into like, oh, what, how many sessions do you want? Or um, I charge this much per oh, yeah. hour. It's the, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, if, yeah. They, if they just go straight in, if they don't ask you what your goals are yeah, yeah. or what you're looking to get help with or what you prefer, and if they just say straight, it's just 30 yeah. quid an hour. It's 30 quid an hour, I'll, I'll do I do packs of 10. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got to have a chat with someone else. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I've seen that though. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Same. And so... That's funny. I would hope <laughs> you would be invited to have a little sit down yeah. and a consultation. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't talk to you about it first, come on. No. We're playing at, games. at leisure we can just talk about things um, and then see if you like them because they actually might just be a really good personal trainer but you just don't like them and that's fine because you need personalities to, you yeah. need you need to get along with your pt to a certain yeah. degree yeah um and so i know really good personal trainers that don't train certain clients not because they're a bad personal trainer but just because there's just not a connection a connection there. yeah yeah and that's cool that's fine those are great tips thanks i think that was really useful <laughs> that is really good so yep Watch the trainer, see if they're engaged, see if they're paying attention to the client. So they look happy. Does the client look happy? I would say go and ask the client as well. Yes, yeah, good one. Go just after the session finishes, mm. go up to the client and say, excuse me, I've been thinking about a personal trainer. What's yours like? Yeah. And if they go, oh my God, amazing. They're really supportive, you know, really nice all the time. Mm. Then good. That's that flipping sorts most of it. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, ask questions, see what they're thinking about. See if they're thinking, are they asking questions about your goals? Are they thinking about you? Because if, if you hire me as your personal trainer, I work for you now. Mm. that's how it goes and I think a lot of personal trainers think about it the other way around yeah they do they're yeah. thinking I've got a client mm. no you've hired a trainer I work for you you're yeah. the boss I I am there to support you and do what you want in the ways that you want it done so I need to be finding out from you which way we're going to do things and how we're going to go about it and as a PT you've got a product that you're selling yeah and you should know your product really well yeah really well yeah and and so when you're explaining it to somebody yeah it makes complete sense yeah and they want it yeah, they, they're going to want it um because often it, like again in, in th that's why the consultation is so important isn't mm -hmm. it is that you're pri pri primarily listening to the person yes but then also they, they're going to have questions for you yeah and you need to be prepared to answer yeah. those questions really well i'd love to teach personal trainers how to do consultations better mm. i can give a right rant yeah about how to do better personal oh yeah me too me too consultations because for me that that the big struggle for me used to be engaging with people cold contact Okay. When I'm in a room with someone, yeah. 
I'm, this is it, this, this is it. That door closes, we're going to be working together. Okay. You know, like that's how the confidence I had in my consultations. Okay. In that that's where I felt most at home. Okay. With, with, in terms of engaging with people. Um, but that's not everyone. Some people are just wizards at gym floor. Like they could be speaking to, they can end up with a crowd almost having a conversation. Yeah. Because they're just really good at that. Yeah. And suddenly off the back of that, people are like, oh, well, let, me, let me find out about your personal training and so mm-hmm. on. So, you know, you, you work to your, your own sort of personality and skill set in that as well. Yeah, I did it in a, a very soft way, mm. essentially, where throughout my entire personal training career, I never asked a single person ever if they wanted personal training. Mm. I never went up to a single person and said, hey, have you thought about personal training? Or, mm. hey, do you even want to talk about personal training? Every single person approached me and said, hey, I've been thinking about personal training and I want to talk about it every single time. So I just went around the gym floor talking to everybody. Mm. And like you said, some people feel a little bit awkward about that for different reasons. To me, this makes no sense. To me, it's like if I work in the gym and you're a member, it's the same as if I work at H&M and you're you're looking Mm. at clothes. If if we were in H&M and a shop assistant came up to us and said, excuse me, can I help you with anything? Mm. Would you think that's weird? You think you think that's perfectly normal? Yeah, yeah. You'd either say, "Yeah, actually, I'm looking for this specific thing," or you'd say, "No, I'm all right, thanks." Yeah, that's the end of the story. So that's exactly what I did in the gym. I just went up to people and said, "Hello, can I help you with anything?" And they'd either say, "Yeah, actually, I'm struggling to do this exercise," or "Yeah, actually, I'm trying to lose weight, you know, and it's not working." Then I'd help them, yeah. or they'd say, "No, I'm all right, thanks," and I'd say, "All right, cool. I'm just walking around. If you want help, I'll come find me." <laughs> and then that's it. Give, give them the thumbs up and walk off. It's fine. <laughs> so many personal trainers are like, "Oh, I can't approach people," and I'm like, "You work there." <laughs> just go up to people and just say, hey, yeah. welcome back to the gym. Are you okay today? That's it. Can I do anything for you? They'll say yes or they'll say no. That's it. Yeah. It's, I'm like, oh my yeah. God. It's like being at a restaurant. If a wait- waiter, not even your waiter or waitress, a different one walks past and says, hey, do you need anything? Are you okay? You'd say, I'm good, thanks. Or actually, can I have the salt? That's all it'd be. <laughs> and you yeah. wouldn't be annoyed, would you? Yeah. You wouldn't think, oh, this person's bugging me. It's the same in the gym. Yeah. Especially in a, in a gym like yours where it's a family community atmosphere. Oh, yeah. You yeah. want your trainers going around yeah. just asking people if they're all right. Is yeah. there anything I can do with you? Well, we have to have a doorbell on the reception because our person who's working in the gym, because it's normally one person that looks after everything. Yeah. They're just on the gym floor talking to people. Yeah. And so if people want to buy something, they have to press the doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> to get their attention. But in your new gym, when you get set up with personal trainers working there, etc., hopefully they do what we did and just be on the gym floor That's just helping people. That's the goal. And, That's the goal. And, and even like making that the priority for our staff. Because often it goes the other way, doesn't it? It's like, oh, we've got tons of cleaning that we need you to do. And it's like, oh. which can be helpful, but it's part of part of the job sometimes. Um. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's like at different gyms, but at the gym group, it was never that bad with the cleaning. Mm. I know it's not that bad at Pure Gym. I know people yeah. who work at Pure Gym, it's not that bad. Just get a bit done. Um, yeah, it's just, in, in those situations, you give your time to the gym to do what they need you to do in return for you being able to run your business without any hassle. And it's a fair deal. Yeah. It's a fair deal. I've got one last question for you. Is that okay, then? Yes. This is a slightly different question. <laughs> um, if you had one piece of advice for people in general... Personal trainers or normal people, yeah, doesn't matter, anybody, um, on their health and fitness or health and happiness, mm. what would you say? You've just got, it's, it's just a one bang, that's all. You've just, one bang. It, you've, just, you've just got one. You've got a singular opportunity mm. to speak to people about their health and happiness or fitness. Mm. What would you say? Just start. That's nice. 
That's nice. My, mine would be something similar. To, I, I, I was thinking I would say something like never give in. Yeah. Or just never quit. Something like that. Yeah. Yours is good though. I like what I like what you're going for. Just just start on it. Just start. Today. Like just do something. Yeah. And Go it, doesn't, for a walk, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Healthy. It does just start. I always teach people not all or nothing, always something. Like it. Stop the all or nothing. We need Yeah. If if you do all or nothing, you get nothing. Yeah. Because who do you know ever that got all? Name one person that got everything they wanted in life. It's no one. one so, if, so if you're choosing all or nothing, you're yep. resigning yourself to nothing. Yeah, exactly. And you're just going to get stuck. But yeah, just start. I mean, I used to say to a lot of uh, people, like, you know, just get yourself through the door. You know, cause again, just that motivation to be in the gym. Obviously, that's more gym specific rather yep. than general. But like, just get, just, just get through the door. And then once you're through the door, guess what? We'll see how you feel. Yeah. When we see how you feel, you might end up having an amazing workout or you might end up just chilling and doing something a little bit less intense. Might even come in and just talk to you about the gym membership. Just have a chat. Just talk to Tom about whatever, what it's like to be in the gym. Have a little look around. Just start. See how you feel. Yeah, just yeah. get going, you yeah. know, and, well, we, we talk about this a lot, then that's how you develop habits, isn't it? It's by little bits, mm-hmm. little bits at a time, and then you add something else in, and add something else in, and then before you know it, you're in a new groove. So just start. Fantastic, Tom. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming down. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Thank you for listening, to ladies and gentlemen. We'll speak to you and we'll see you again soon.